Hello, the internet, and welcome to Season 192, Episode 1 of Your Daily Zeitgeist, yeah. a production of iHeartRadio. <laughs> this is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say up top, fuck all those faith-based healthcare plans. They tried to advertise on our show, so this is how we deal with that. It's Tuesday, July 6th, 2021. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Well, Miles rolls a fat blunt. Jack is tracking UFOs. Don't you remember? We built this podcast. We built this podcast, The Daily Zeitgeist. Uh, that is courtesy of Brackish Joker. And I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray! Ain't nothing but TDZ, baby. Two chewed out homies going crazy. I heart is the label that pays, man. <laughs> Second race, so please don't try to hate this. And that is from Ravioli God on the Discord. And thank you for reminding us it ain't nothing but a G thing, because it truly is not anything but. Ain't nothing but a TDZ thing. Right? <laughs> Would you, wait, cool. would you be caught wearing a shirt like that? <laughs> I don't think oh, so. Yeah, that, would be, that would be so appropriate. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by, uh, first of all, very patient. Uh, we appreciate that because there's been tech issues out the gate nonstop from my end, uh, but also a very funny comedy writer and improviser who has been making the original uh, sketch comedy podcast, Left-Handed Radio, since 2010. Uh, she's also a singer producer at Forever Dog. Please welcome Anna Rubanova! Hey! Hi, guys. Hey, Thank you hey. for having me. I didn't realize this was a singing podcast, but I am prepared to sing. Go, yes. Let's do it. I'm yeah, what? Which Bernadette Peters song would you like to hear today? <laughs> uh, I guess yeah. uh, your choice. Something okay. from Annie. Dealer's choice. We won't <laughs> from make you Annie? unless you. Oh really wow! <laughs> wow, you're going. Wasn't you're she going Annie? for the movies. Yeah, let's just let's <laughs> just Annie. Uh, guys, we'll we'll forget I ever mentioned it, huh? Let's, let's <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it. what's good, Anna? Where where are you coming to us from? I'm coming to you from sunny Los Angeles, California, IA, USA. Hey. Yeah. California. The palm trees today look frizzled. The sky is a beautiful gray. Oh, wow. Um, David I Lynch. think that means there's smog <laughs> right. or dust or something. It, it might explain a lot of breathing problems. But yeah, just another gorgeous day in reality. Where did you grow up? Mm. I grew up in New York. Okay. And then how do I've you... I've heard of that. Yeah. I've heard of that. So yeah. it's not just a rumor, but that place. It's a real place, huh? Uh, is that... What's what's it like being from New York and now, you know, living in like most, you know, being a New Yorker and then being in California? I'm always curious to see. There's always a, there's varied takes on that experience. I am so happy I'm here and not there, mm. except for this summer. I, I This summer, I feel like I, I would have rather been there, but... We moved here in 2016 before mm. the election, right. right? So if we had to have lived through Trump in New York, I think we would have been in a really bad <laughs> mental <laughs> place, Sure. which I, I mean, 
the sun really helped. And the the in if you live in New York, you understand this. Like once winter comes, it, everything feels like it's over. Like you right. have to, <laughs> you have like you missed your opportunity. You squandered the year, and now you have to plan for how you're going to come back in the spring and summer and fall. In LA, you have the benefit of patience and like, okay, so like, you know, it was a nice day today. It was 80 degrees. That's right. okay. Tomorrow, it'll be a nice day, 80 degrees. It's okay. I can, <laughs> I can have fun then. I didn't miss out, you know? Yeah. And I think that was very helpful for my brain, which <laughs> as you can tell, is a little messed up. <laughs> Not at all. Sounds good on my end. Great. Thank you. I appreciate that. Not a day goes by. Sorry. There it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> so you're not at the point in your LA life where you start fetishizing uh, the winter and missing the winter and stuff like that. That usually comes around like 10 years in. Oh, so. no. It's only been five. So when yeah. that yeah, happens, so I don't know if winter will exist in the world. Mm-hmm. But um, Oh, that's a good point. The, yeah. At that point, I think we'll all have like really wonderful like vr airpods or something that will replicate you know uh the despair of winter accurately and i think we'll be okay (laughs) right right sorry there's now like yard work going out going on outside so that's that is perfectly appropriate it's called texture and we love it on the daily zeitgeist miles i meant to uh tell you that my five-year-old is now i think heading in the direction that you ended up in where he, because he's never around winter, like just in the past couple of weeks, he started like only wanting to read stories about winter. There's like a Avengers story with frost giants and like all it's one page of like this one children's book that he has. And he like asks me about them every day. So like he's, he's going to get the very particular type of a LA. Yeah born out of this dry desert you all you want to do is wear jackets because it seems like exotic clothing to you <laughs> right don't you guys go to big yeah. bear lake or what, whatever yeah but that's like yeah. for like a one-off you know like you don't get like sustained periods where like you have to wear like a scarf and things like that and every person i know who comes from the east coast is like you don't want that you don't want that and yeah. i'm like well yeah i part of me actually doesn't want to be hot all the time either so you know it's it, too much of a Dude. too much of one thing can be bad the other thing people forget about New York is when it's hot, it's so hot you can't live. Right. It's 90 degrees and humid. And like last time I was I was back home, I had to take a, a full day off for exhaustion, which had <laughs> never happened much, to me. Like, I was wow. I got excited. I I um I went I went back and I started like walking everywhere, you know. I was uh, walking places I didn't have to, just back and forth, back and forth cuz mm-hmm. I could. Yeah. And the next day, I I had to cancel all of my appointments, and I had to lie down on a couch for a bit. So standard. New York in the summer is very bad for sweaty people. I would like <laughs> need to bring a change of clothes everywhere I went. It was real. It was bad. I I oh, yeah. sweat through like entire suits, not just the shirt part. Yeah, not good. <laughs> and you also have to have a backpack full of bricks because. <laughs> That's New York. Yeah, yeah, that's important. All right, Anna, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a couple of the things we're talking about uh, on the show today. We are going to talk about Shikari Richardson 
who failed a weed test and because of that might miss the Olympics because that's a, I don't know. Is that a performance enhancing drug? I don't think so. No. But no. they, yeah, they, they decided to make it a problem. So it mm-hmm. is a problem, I guess. Uh, Norway has passed a law that requires social media posts to be marked if they're altered. This seems like somewhat quaint to me, like the idea that we could legislate our way out of the hell that we have created online. But I, mm-hmm. I do like that. Bezos. The the big news, of course, uh, is heading into the holiday weekend, which is when we're recording this, is that Bezos is going to lose the billionaire space race unless he can pull off some sort of, you know, sabotage, which I wouldn't put it past him. <laughs> but... Could you imagine? <laughs> yeah, he, he took a big L. Richard Branson is going to beat him. Richard Branson looks like a like he's drawn into a comic book. Like I, I was just realizing that having to look at photographs of him so, so often he re- he really does not look like a real human being. He looks like he's in a nineties era Batman comic book or something. Mm-hmm. All of that plenty more, but first, Anna, we like to ask our guest, what is something from your search history? Well, recently there are a few things, but the one I'm going to go with, is um, I wanted to see what other people thought of the movie Zola because I watched it and I enjoyed it. And I, and I, uh, when Ooh. I do, when I do like a movie, when I don't like a movie, I don't really care what people think. But when I do like a movie, I want to know, you know, am I right? The, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> please confirm my bias. Please tell me. I'm, because it is a, you know, it's, um, it's very funny and very scary <laughs> and very, I'm sure a lot of people are going to find controversy with it. You know, there's a lot there. It's it's about sex work and, you know, like violence, but also it's a comedy, you know. So I, I was just like, I really thought it was well done. So I wanted to, to know. And I think uh, I think it might have been The Atlantic. Yeah. They said it was great. There it so is. So I'm right. And everybody else is wrong. <laughs> I mean, it seems like it's been getting a lot of good coverage from what I've seen. I haven't seen much where I think people will maybe point to saying that, oh, it could, it's controversial maybe because of the subject matter. But it seems like everything mm-hmm. was I've, I've read really positive stuff about the film. Are people going to be saying uh, like, is it even considered pretentious to say I actually read the Twitter thread and I liked the Twitter <laughs> thread better? I, that I... could be where we're headed. <laughs> if you read the Twitter thread, it is the movie. It, it, there hasn't right. been a lot. Well, I think it's mostly based on the article about the Twitter thread, which gives me pause because I'm worried that the rights to the movie were based on the article, which might mean that King didn't get as much money, but I don't know. Mm. I hope that's not true. I made that up just now. That's just a worry that I have. Right. I mean, she seems to be all over the like premieres and stuff and yeah. participating. So yeah, which which makes me think that she got paid, which is great. But I mean, people know what this is, right? But it it was a Twitter thread that told like a wild story like five years ago. And and then somebody optioned it for for a screenplay or optioned the article about it, which I agree. (laughs) Like, why not just option the 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 writing in the in the Twitter thread was pretty incredible. 
great storytelling. Is that is that out like in theaters now or yeah it, yeah it just came out. I I, I saw it on Wednesday, and oh, um, I it might be the first and last movie I see in theaters, depending on how this Delta variant thing goes. Right. But you know there were like six people in the auditorium. I did not care for that. I mean it's great for social distancing, but I was like worried. Like, is anyone going to see this movie? My partner and I were laughing most of the way through. Nobody else was. I was like, okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, <uh-oh. laughs> what's going on? I mean, people are just shy too. And if, you know, if the theater isn't packed and there's not like a nervous giggle, it's not going to reverberate right. through. Right, right. And we're not, we're just like, yes. Ha ha. Aha. That's good. Ha ha. Technically ha. funny. Ha ha. You know, it's like funny, like succession funny. Which I mean, you know, Nick Braun is in both, and he plays the exact same character. So if you if you like that kind of humor, which you know a lot of people do, not everybody, but a lot of people do, you'll like this. I think he's cousin Greg. He's one hundred percent cousin Greg. Yeah. And then in this, he's like cousin Greg, but yeah. a drug dealer, right? No, no, no. He just plays the the hapless boyfriend of uh, in the movie. She's called Stephanie in real life. I think it's Jessica. Right. And um, he just tags along. I don't know how it compares to real life, but in the movie, he doesn't know what's going on. He's always hanging on to her and going like, is everything OK? Like, you're just here to dance. Right. Like, <laughs> where are mm, you? What's mm. going on? He gets, you know, slapped around right, a bit. Right. So just <laughs> like, a real, a real doofus. Uh, a real loving doofus. Yeah. yeah. A real loving doofus who nobody else loves back. <laughs> <laughs> what a niche richard brody from the new yorker gave it a nine out of ten so that's pretty pretty good yeah this is hey maybe reviews. i should write for you the new not yorker <laughs> no. yeah yeah that? you should be like uh, i'm just looking at some of the i'm just comparing some of my takes with your i'm i'm do, i'm saying the same stuff here so when do i start <laughs> what is something you think is overrated Okay, so I told you, like, I'm not, I'm not big online or whatever mm-hmm. the kids say. I'm not big <laughs> online, so yeah, that's exactly I, what they I just picked a silly answer. I think bread is overrated, and I want you to fight me over it. Well, okay. what do you? Well, well, hold on, fight for it, fight for it first. Let me know what we're up against. So overrated. I, I just, I, I dropped it. I said bread, bread's overrated. Go. <laughs> 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 I know everyone loves sandwiches. And and wraps and um, yeah. toast, fuck that! Wow. Have you tried <laughs> potatoes? Have you tried rice? Have you tried root vegetables or or corn or porridge? Fuck bread. <laughs> End of story. <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> what say What say you to the people who say, "Well, what about sandwiches?" You're just saying, "Well, fuck sandwiches altogether" because they involve bread. Yeah, fuck sandwiches. Oh, you can wow. you, whatever's in the sandwich, have it with I don't know porridge. Porridge. <laughs> have it with fries. Have it with mashed potatoes. Let me get my have cold it with cuts some and porridge. Yeah. Get- <laughs> I am going to back this, back that specific observation that sandwiches are much, much more fuck upable. They they get fucked up a lot because the bread is like such an important like contingent, and it's so easy to like. It's so often bad that yeah, like well have a hamburger patty chopped up over 
rice or french fries or what whatever you want like, wait so wait jack uh, you're you're saying you're <laughs> abandoning sandwich culture right now here and now this is this is where I'm, you've arrived i've just had like a run i've had a run of bad sandwiches miles and i yeah. i'm not i'm not going to take any blame for this i'm just going to say like you know i i i recently had a uh, buffalo cauliflower wrap and i love buffalo cauliflower and i also ate a like serving a buffalo cauliflower that was just like a side of buffalo cauliflower that my wife had brought home for herself and I ate it without realizing it was for her. And then she was like, no, I got you the sandwich. So I also ate the sandwich and the sandwich was so much worse than the side. There you go. It was like wet. It was like they had just like put the dregs of the buffalo cauliflower <laughs> like batch in there. It was like mostly like breading separated from the cauliflower and it had wet lettuce in there. And it's just there like they, they just sandwiches get away with too much shit. I'm not saying that I don't wow. like sandwiches. I'm saying yeah. sounds like sandwiches. I'm just saying that sandwiches are too easy to fuck up. I need a solid recommendation uh, if I'm going to go in for a for a sandwich. I'm not just going to assume that you're going to make a good sandwich. Yeah. If the bread is good, it's great. But, but fuck bread, oh, yeah. I thought. Hold on, we have but, to be we have to be no, no, intellectually no. consistent here. But <laughs> I fuck said over, bread, I thought. I am. I I am, Miles. I am, uh -huh. okay? Overrated. Uh-huh. Overrated. Yeah. Right. Fuck okay. it because Overused. it's overrated. Fuck it because everyone thinks it's the, the meal. It's a be all end all. Yeah. And this is not just because Adam brought a bunch of bread home and I was like, I said I don't want bread. This is not because of that. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you saying that? Miles, it's it, that's not where this idea came from. <laughs> yeah, and any suggestion thereof is slander. I stand with sandwiches. Uh, I always will. Um, and you know, I won't let a, a couple. I, I won't let a couple. Uh, you know, you know, reckless sandwiches completely turn me <laughs> off from the experience of of experiencing true sandwich love. Okay. All right. I'm just a guest yeah, here. No, so. I mean that's very basic thinking. That's what I would expect. <laughs> you know, I've just I've moved I'm beyond sandwiches, man. <laughs> I'm beyond oh, it. Uh, <laughs> I, I live in a post sandwich reality. Jack, he'll, he'll figure it out, or he won't. You know, it's, <laughs> yeah, let yeah. him do him. Yeah, I'll, everyone's on but their own journey. journey. Everyone has to walk that's their own his path. journey, not ours. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but like Bon Wee, Miles, that, that's a little sandwich shop right around the corner from where we work. They specialize in bread and their bread is fucking great. Like, that's the sort yeah. of place that I'm going for a sandwich. I am not going to like just any place and, and letting them think they can make me a sandwich. Can you imagine that attitude? You're in a fucking deli or something. You're like, first of all, can you tell me why? Like, I should trust you. <laughs> no like fuck the menu why should i trust you first of all <laughs> with my sandwich experience because if this is fucked up i'm gonna lose it in here <laughs> like i said a turkey and cheese i said nothing about the bread asshole <laughs> <laughs> give me loose turkey and cheese on that deli paper I want a whole turkey and i want a whole cheese <laughs> and a whole cheese just baby. that big block <laughs> one of your cheeses sir <laughs> Anna, what is something you think is underrated? Oh, gosh. Um, science. Mm. I think science is underrated. Even, even uh, you know, in circles where we might 
you know, constantly say something like believe science, believe in science. I believe science, you know, uh, especially around COVID. I think we forget that like everything around us is science currently. I'm talking to you because of science. I had hot water this morning because of science. Even fire is science. And uh, yeah. I think it's just like people, if if you're on that, whoa, what, what, what about science? Just because some people told you this, you're saying, well, zoom out a bit and think yeah. of the millennia of, of uh, <laughs> yep. experiences from learned people and experimentation that has delivered yep. us to this moment. And based off the strength of that, you should fuck with science. And again, you know, there's good science, there's bad science, there's poorly researched science, you know, Weird science I'm, even. this isn't bread. So um, there's nuance here. <laughs> but it is underrated because we we don't think about it enough, I think. Right. We just take for granted everything that happens around us day to day. And we don't usually, you know, they say stop and smell the roses, like stop and look around you and like notice that. Whether you're in a good situation or bad, it's because of science. <laughs> On some level, Stop right. and smell the Wi-Fi, bro. Yeah, wake up and smell the Wi-Fi. Stop and take a whiff of these semiconductors. There you go. I just, you know, I like I said, I'm gonna be. Uh, I'm I'm not online. I don't know what the kids are saying. So I'm no, just they're saying this. They're saying we love bread and we don't like science, and I think we've kind of nailed it for sure. Yeah, I I wrote down, you like headache medicine? Science. Boom. That's true. I do. We are, we do exist on, like, the shoulders of billions and billions of, like, brilliant advances and things people had to, like, live and die for, like, in in the scientific world. We just take it completely for granted, because if we didn't, we wouldn't be able to... We'd just be running around being like, whoa, all the time. But <laughs> I mean, you know, even whoever whoever the lady was who tapped a tree and realized it it helped with pain or whatever. Yeah. They invented yeah. aspirin, you know, like whoever realized that, like, you know, you add some grains and, and, and liquids to a tub, it turns into beer eventually and learned how to repeat that. Scientist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fuck. I mean, also, hey, bread too. Bread is science. Bread, <laughs> bread, bread is a product of science, but fuck bread, it's okay. <laughs> yes, thank you. Consistent, I like it. All right, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back. And we're back. And so are the Olympics. Apparently, they're still happening, still coming up. Uh, no matter what. It doesn't seem like it. But they, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, the Olympics, taxes and death, the things that we will never escape. Mm-hmm. But the Olympics are coming and probably the athlete. I think most people were expecting to be like the Michael Johnson of these Olympics, Shikari Richardson. Like she's a track and field superstar from America who was like, you know, top two, top three favorites to win the 100 meter dash, become the fastest uh, woman in the world. And she has now been uh, suspended from that race because she smoked weed. Yep. She tested positive for THC in a in a test that she took a few days after the qualifiers. And, you know, again, according to the World Anti-Doping Agency, 
It's banned during in-competition periods. These are the laws and the time frame that begins at 11.59 the day before the competition starts. And like they they say, like, you have a certain amount, but up until that window, uh, the rules change. And this, so she popped on this test. And now because, uh, you know, the, the U.S. Track and Field Association goes with these same, their signatories to the World Anti-Doping Agency, like charter and shit, that they enforce these laws as well. So that for the U.S. side, the penalty can be anywhere from one month to a two-year ban. But the, so in the most, uh, if she doesn't appeal and let's say they give her one month, her ban would technically end right before like the, the track events start. But the thing is, because she tested positive, that means her qualifying time is negated. So she is not going to be running in the 100 meter just individual race. So that means alternates, the people who are in, now the fourth place finisher has moved on to the team and the fifth place person has now become an alternate from the qualifiers. And the best that right now, as it stands, the only chance she has is to participate in the four by one relay because the uh, the track association is able to select people to participate in that. So this is like really this is just completely fucked up. The things that I think a lot of people remember from her qualifying win was just her words about everything she had gone through to arrive at this moment. I'd be having the support of her family that her biological mother had passed away days before. The thing is. She was told by a reporter, a reporter, that her biological mother passed away. That's how she found out. And that was when she went and, you know, enjoyed some weed or whatever, just to, you know, deal with hearing this from some other person just out of the blue. And now she's looking at completely losing her shot at at participating in the Olympics. And it's just so fucking dumb. Like, I get that the rules are the rules, but this is just such... This like anti weed stuff, it like our prohibition on marijuana is just so built around this pseudo scientific racist nonsense. Because let's be real, this is not a performance enhancing drug. The only fucking performance it's enhancing <laughs> is like you watching a clip of Santana on YouTube or some shit. Or like if you play a guitar, this not you're not you're not you're not seeing the matrix in a track race and now your fucking muscles are working overtime. So it's just like really disheartening and just sort of underlines just how behind we are in so many ways or if you're hosting a podcast about 90 day fiance i should i should chime in on your behalf yeah, there but that, that's that not an olympic event yet <laughs> it yeah it's truly baffling like alcohol is not a like if it, i guess you can't test for alcohol but it's not a banned substance and other than your coach probably telling you not to do it because it's not going to make you faster. And I would assume marijuana is the same way. That's it's really strange, but not strange, I guess, to be expected based on like the history of racism around marijuana. And the present racism around marijuana. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, yeah. It's, it's we we always yeah. talk about it as as past tense of you know why marijuana was banned in the first place you know anti-black anti-mexican sentiments and all that and it's like where we have not even scratched the surface of you know the constant stigma that's still associated with it mm -hmm. i watched a short clip of her saying you know like this isn't i'm still young i'm gonna i'm gonna figure it out I, I still have a lot of races ahead of me, you know, mm -hmm. to that effect. And I'm just gonna, uh, I'll be back, you know? Yeah. <sighs> Gosh, I, it's so fucked up in every single way. And 
I just constantly feel like everyone who speaks out about it says a thing and then nothing happens. Mm-hmm. You know, like we'll we'll weigh in, we'll we'll throw in our two cents and go like, yeah, this is like this is clearly, you know, discrimination and they're and they're picking on people and and it's but then nothing happens. Like we we all know we all know the facts. We all know this isn't a performance enhancing drug. We all know why it was banned in the first place. We know why alcohol was unbanned, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Right. Or maybe not, like sometimes it gets murky, you know, like prohibition ends because of, you know, pressure from probably some corporate shit and there's just not enough of it here. Right. Or it's cultural, different people, right? Like it's it's just fucked up in every way. And I'm sorry that I'm ranting and all I can do is curse about it. But Well, no, um, I mean, it's, it's just it's frustrating <laughs> yeah. because you look at somebody who is performing to the best of their abilities. You know what it means to them. And then for them to just get caught up in these relics of racist just nonsense to fuck up your chances to represent the fucking country. You'd think like the, yeah. this country's so focused on winning. They'd be like, shut the fuck up cares if you're smoking weed this person's gonna win the fucking gold medal in the 100 meters and that's what we're about to put our best athletes out there but you still there's still this like this we're still so intertwined with these backwards laws and i don't know why you know again we're not having i mean we are having this conversation but the powers that be aren't because i think at the end of the day you realize that they're not interested in understanding what is equity or what is actually fair or not they're probably no, taking they, this they like, well, like having mechanisms of suppression they like having that in place they like have they they like playing that dumb game of chess that they think they're playing where they're outsmarting everybody and we all can see through it it's just that they're still in power and they could still make they make the rules and change them at will so you know if a certain person is caught, you know, having an affair, it can be a huge scandal if if Trump. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know the whole Cosby thing. It's like, oh, 35 <laughs> women came out against him and, and still it was overturned. So, like, it's the yeah, rules Trump just is apply. In the 20s. Yeah. Right. yeah, Trump is in the 20s. Like the rules just don't fucking apply <laughs> as, long, as long as you have the money to support or or the or just the power structure. It. It makes absolutely no sense. The Olympics are are, are also just, you know, straight trash. <laughs> yeah. And and also to to have that reporter question this athlete and go like, you know, are like are you going to apologize? Like what are you going to do? Like how do you feel? How do you how do you, you know, tell us about how you disappointed everybody or whatever. Like you know she's going home and drinking a boxed wine after that. Like everyone yeah. or like taking whatever pills her doctors prescribed her. And because those are legal, she's fine. And this girl smoked weed in a legal state after finding not on the day that she's competing either. Right. Like marijuana stays in your system for a bit. Okay. Yeah. And that's such a good point. (laughs) Fucking reporter. (laughs) Like Like, probably. Yeah. And it, it is really frustrating to see like the way it's being covered by the media, the AP, like unquestioningly just be, you know, uh, the, and then it almost feels like she is, she's like, okay, yeah, I own what I did. I made a mistake. And like, I'll be, I'll bounce back. But like, it, it's just like, why, why, why isn't anyone saying the obvious thing that this is fucking tear this so shit stupid. down, tear this. And she didn't make shit a mistake. Down. She didn't make a mistake. She, I, I would say she's practicing self care in a tough in a in a tough yeah. situation, right? And taking care of herself while she's dealing with all this, you know, 
familial and mental stress. Yeah. With all of the pressure, the full pressure of her being this star athlete that's going to go represent a country that barely respects her. That's a lot of pressure. And if uh, all you do is smoke a little weed, holy shit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, how how strong are you to just, you know? Yeah. yeah. I think, and it's, yeah, it's it's only a mistake in this narrow, stupid context of being an athlete and all these weird fucking rules that they have that, are, let's face it, or m mostly we're seeing, you know, athletes of color be punished for these kinds of things. So it, it makes you frustrated on so many levels because at the end of the day, this is a human being who, like, you have to allow people to have the, you know, latitude to fucking take care of themselves or whatever. I get it. And, and especially in a context that isn't, running afoul of local laws or putting anyone mm -mm. in danger. So really what, who, who is this protecting? And I think that the way that, you know, Jack, like you're saying, the AP is just going to be like, yeah, well, they violated the laws without being like, yeah, but wait, hold on. What the fuck are these laws though? Like what is, what are these regulations for? And notice she had to say that in her, in her yeah. quote, apology. I am a person. I am a human being, right? Yeah. Like, right. I, I'm pa obviously paraphrasing, but she was like, remember, <laughs> I'm not, I'm a, a human. you know, I'm, I'm a human. Firstly, yeah. not a superhero, but also not your, you know, not yours to do with what you please. Like, I'm not, I'm only here because uh, someone pushed me in front of the camera and told me I had to be sorry for this, you know? Right. Be Otherwise, I want to run. Yeah. Like, yeah, it, it doesn't even seem legal, to be honest. Because yeah, right. you can you really punish somebody for some, for, for doing something legal? days before that isn't a performance enhancing um, yeah, yeah i'm sure this is going to evolve over the you know in the next few days because you know she can appeal and i'm sure that would be a reason to say like i don't know what do, do you you know you want to see somebody run hot like faster because they're high or whatever like i don't know what that means also i'm going through things can you extend some empathy towards me also these laws are nonsense so what are we doing here but yeah, I mean, I think I mean, the public is definitely like outraged because they see this for what it is. And like, I think for most people now, you know, the majority of society is like, what's the problem with someone smoking weed? Like, what are we talking about here? We're not all our, you know, sixth grade teachers from like the 90s who are like, oh, don't be you're gonna, yeah. gonna ruin your life. And maybe the silver lining here is that she will maybe be a trailblazer in that way. You know, maybe she is the test case. Maybe she will turn it all around because of public opinion and because of the situation here. Mm -hmm. I think, I hope that she will come out of this stronger and more powerful and more successful because of her situation and, and how she's handling it. Right. Mm -hmm. It's still not fair, but yeah. I hope that is the outcome that she, you know, gets a book deal, gets a movie deal, gets all these statues, <laughs> you know, like, that might be the outcome. It's just not, it's, it shouldn't have happened. And, and it shouldn't be happening to everybody in similar situations. So, And like that is hopefully a silver lining that people recognize that this shouldn't be a fucking rule. But at, at the same time, like this is somebody who trains their whole life to compete for these nine seconds in, which is, insane that she can do it in nine seconds but uh like and and to have that taken away from them is just so fucking cruel it's unbelievable 
Yeah. And what's also this idea of like the substances being banned comes from like this paternalistic sort of perspective. Like, well, we're looking after the athletes too. Like what's best for them. But it's like, well, they need to have a lot more shit on there. If you're purely interested in the health of the athletes, because it doesn't look like that and it just rings hollow. So, you know, I honestly, I hope that they realize they need Shakari Richardson at these Olympics, you know, even though, you know, fuck the Olympics, they're such a tortured event, but (laughs) yeah, I I, I hope you can run Shakari. That's a great wrap up of this topic. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. Let's talk real quick about something that I think we can take a little solace in is that Jeff Bezos feels a little shitty today. That it was even tinier, a little tiny, little tiny man. Uh, so, Jeff Bezos, uh, you know, had announced, hey, I'm, I'm going to space and like touching it real quick and then coming back on June or July 20th. And <laughs> the rumors immediately started that Richard Branson was like, hell no, and uh, decided <laughs> that he had to be the first one and like scrambled, scrambled his like billionaire jets to like get everything together to go before him. So now Branson is going to be flying July 11th, nine days Mm -hmm. before Bezos. I just hope that this like keeps going. Bezos is like, I'm going tomorrow. And then they (laughs) just all go up in flames. Yeah, that'd be cool. Well, this is it's it's, we I remember, you know, this that first video came out with Bezos saying I'm going to be the first first commercial flight with my clone brother that I'm you only have him around to harvest his organs or maybe he's my brother I don't know <laughs> and then yeah Richard Branson just came through and also he had he just put out this video announcing he's like guess what asshole I'm beating you by nine days to space to be the <laughs> first loser to fucking ignore the pl- the problems of the planet I live on to for a quick ego hit but he put out this video and it's like it's way better than Jeff Bezos's, and more in the sense that like <laughs> it has like the slickness and the production value. I remember when you would fly Virgin America and that pre-flight safety video they used to do? That was like the full-on musical mm-hmm. and shit. We're like, mm-hmm. we're going the skies, we're doing it right, <laughs> and then, like people are like doing the they robot would have, and like, shit. Club lighting and the plane. Yes, this is the yeah. swag of the Branson <laughs> video, and I just want to play a clip of it because like. It's done in this way that is such a aggressive fuck you to Jeff Bezos because like it's more than just saying he's going to space. So first it starts off where it's like talking about like there's two pilots and then three astronauts and it's done in like really the lighting is amazing. It looks like like Monday night football, like these towering figures, like looking very heroic. And I just love the reveal when we get to <laughs> Richard Branson because he's just Oh, he's just owning the moment. Evaluating cabin procedures during boost. And so these are intros to the different astronauts. astronauts. 002, Beth Moses. I'll be spaceship okay. cabin lead and test director. Branson looks like Astronaut a hero. 001, Woo! Richard Branson. I'll be evaluating the customer space flight experience. As the Virgin Galactic founder, I am so <laughs> proud to have this remarkable crew of mission specialists and pilots by my side as we fly to space. I've always been a dream. All right, it goes on and does the other thing, but I just love that they were uh, counting down. Astronaut 003, astronaut 002, and then mm-hmm. Ash the fucking 001. Just like, fuck you, Jeff. I'm astronaut 001. <laughs> Number one, out baby. Here. Dick Branson, do something. <laughs> also, I he's love got the all his Bruce hair. Spring- Springsteen energy of it all. 
You know, right. the, the music <laughs> is so on point. It's so retro, but so futuristic, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's truly amazing, like, the the balls because like these are all astronauts who have earned their way there like through doing mm-hmm. like astronaut things and science things the things <laughs> yeah. that get you into space and then when it gets to first of all making himself astronaut 001 but also the video like does a slow like move up his body as he's yeah. like walking into the room like the other ones are just like hi it's me hi it's mm-hmm. me hi it's yeah. me and then it's like doom, doom. Like he he rolls in like it's fucking Schwarzenegger in that like bad to the bone scene. Like they're like fetishizing him, <laughs> like going like toe to head, like slow pan up. And then he's, he's got like, Chuck yeah. Norris energy too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. And Chuck Norris next. Oh yeah, classy Chuck. I love like a space roll call. Me, where I build <laughs> rockets, and me, yeah. I shoot lasers, and me, <laughs> right. I'm rich. i go on (laughs) obama is my friend you're like okay and and i will be going to space Uh, i love how he still even look at at the end of the day he's still just like and i'm here to make sure that the experience for you the customer is gonna be like (laughs) this this dude is still a salesman yeah Whereas, like, the, Bezos I'm, drinking I'm beers. the number one person on this spaceship because I'm here to make sure you'll be here and happy. Right. Ding. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, must have a posi- must have a deposit of one hundred fifty thousand dollars. Hey, that's not bad. And also, y'all y'all want to pitch in? Yeah. <laughs> Crowdsource it. Also, he like is charming in the video, which is uh, like I think that is a flex. He's showing off his uh hair it's got yeah. his hair and you know sur- oh. full effect oh, could you imagine that's such a power they move they were like yeah here's a here's a like a microscopic video of richard branson's scalp it's impeccable your move bezos <laughs> and it's like oh the hell? <laughs> you think they'll do like a mr show like back and forth like now there's gonna be oh, another yeah. video from bezos where he has <laughs> even bigger hair and like the <laughs> the spacesuits are even a brighter blue. Right. And the music rocks a little bit harder. Right. Only for Richard Branson to be like, and to introduce me to space is Migos. And it's like a live performance. <laughs> of like, wait, what? Yep. And then Bezos comes back. I got Beyonce. She's coming to space with me. Oh, fuck. That would fuck she's... Richard Branson up. <laughs> she's astronaut zero. <laughs> <laughs> he's like he gave it up oh to sorry Beyonce. you thought astronaut one was it no no no, no. we got zero <laughs> <laughs> oh hell yeah man i mean this is this is our reality though you know it's like we live in just a giant the globe is a vanity project for these just infinitely vain and wealthy humans so yeah yeah they watched all You'll of those movies from like the 80s and 90s about how bad, you know, rich people are like, you know, like Dead Zone or RoboCop or, right. you know, Total Recall or um, Running Man. And they were like, all of that, please. Yeah. today." <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but I, I bet in their mind, they're like, yeah, but the difference is I'm not going to wear a suit like those bad guys did. So I'm <laughs> different. I wear jeans. And you're like, OK, and Ah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, uh. Indeed, that is the sound that sums up that story. So yeah. we, can I take a, can I take back science? <laughs> can I take back science as underrated? 
Yeah. yeah. If these jokers are just fucking around with it. I'm just going to be sitting here eating bread and crying. Uh, cancel this podcast episode. <laughs> also, the picture that they like the, uh, you know, sitcom publicity still of the of all the astronauts hanging out. He's got his yeah. like arms around the two women. I, I noticed mm. or, like the so you know it's just like it's Branson, baby. It's uh, a yeah. likes to make everything sexy. <laughs> I didn't see the end of that video. Does he jump out of a window? Does he crash through it and then fly away in a jetpack? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back. And this Norway law is more bad news for influencers, I guess. I assumed it was like to try and stop like deep fakes and like, you know, or like political, like altered images. but. This this is actually that they're saying no, like if you alter an image, it's like for to make yourself look better, then you have to like let us know. Yeah, I mean, I think this is a thing that, this, uh, you know, this has been discussed in Norway a lot. Like They call it body pressure, which is sort of that, you know, mm-hmm. it's having a huge effect on the self-esteem of young people because mass media and influencer culture has people just chasing ghosts in the form of like just impossible bodies or you know looks or skin and things like that and without you know they think the insidious thing is most people ingest this stuff without realizing this is all fake this is this is touched up this is not how they looked on the day there's a lot of editing that goes into that and this is really to combat that because i think they're they're seeing this correlation between the two and i think this has just been happening since you know the, we've just been hyper sexualized in media and things like that so there, there, this law is saying any photo where, quote, a body's shape, size or skin has been changed by retouching or other manipulation must be marked as edited. So this also this is for advertisers. But then it goes on to say that if you're a celebrity or an influencer and you are accepting money and posting like in an like an advertisement of some sort and you are editing the photos, then they must also be labeled. And mm-hmm. so the examples are like you know, enlarged lips, narrowed waists, uh, exaggerated muscles. But it's not clear, like, what that means if, like, lighting will count, you know, like, if you're doing things to just darken, like, saturation or other things that you could do without maybe directly altering it. But it's, you know, uh, a lot, mostly been received really well. I think even in the the legislators themselves said the one thing that they could see happening is that perhaps you know, a, a, like the backlash could be people opting for more cosmetic surgery to, to like move work around that. But I don't know if that's necessarily that big of a concern more than saying that it's important to let people know when the things you are seeing are not, you know, the sincere and what we would normally see with our eyes. Right. I mean, that makes sense. That's laudable. I use a lot of face like to we the know. point that people don't know what I we look like. Uh, yeah. Well, right. yeah, because you have no features. So literally, we don't know what we're like. I don't know. It's all flat. I really thought Jack was an egg when I met him. Yeah. Yeah. Which was only a couple of hours ago. And I was like, wow, a talking egg. Now I've seen everything. <laughs> but my skin looks great. You have to admit, like my skin lo- looks Your like Your shell I, I, looks amazing. Yeah. yeah. Hardly porous. Yeah. 
It's funny. I mean, um, you know, I like I said, I live in Hollywood. It's probably not going to change anything here, but I do <laughs> think it might make a, a lot of sense elsewhere. You know, if you're not on TV, if if it's not your job to do that, you shouldn't have to wake up screaming in the middle of the night that you're not, you know, that you don't look like Kim Kardashian. I think I think psychologically we've done a lot of damage to mm-hmm. yeah young people. I I mean, I could be overreacting. That could be something that people just say every 10 years as they age. Yeah, but it seems pretty aggressive these days now, like with how normal it seems like, you know, just looking at influencers online and what that world looks like. You're like, are these people like, do they only have time to eat like kale and do pushups? Absolutely yeah. not. And and here's the thing, like that old joke, like, you know, New York 8 or whatever, or is it the other way around? LA 8, New York 10, that kind of, you know, which is like so disgusting. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. like, you got to imagine that like now confronted with those images constantly and not just from celebrities, but people in high school, right? Mm -hmm. Like they're all tuned up and these kids have to be like, I will never be enough. Yeah. You know, I I will never I will no I will never be pretty enough to to have 10,000 followers and so no one will ever give me a purse for free or whatever, you know. Right. No one have no, no one will ever pay for my brunch and I'll never get to say that it was <laughs> right. that I'm an influencer. Like I thought there were too many like aspiring actor writers now because of like YouTube and and TikTok, but now everybody thinks they're also a model and then it puts right. all this you know, we, we've already realized that that is a bad thing, right? That like image is toxic and that it really undermines uh, people's other qualities, like, you know, talents, intelligence, you know, emotional and otherwise. But now, now it's part of like, it's just ingrained. You like, oh, you want to be a doctor? Are you a are you pretty doctor? Do you want to, you want to mm-hmm. be successful on wall street? You got to look like this Instagram post that keeps like, seeing what? of successful. Right. I don't know. I'm making that up miles. Um, I'm no, just I mean, ranting it, no, now. No, but it is sort of like this thing that it's, we're reducing the options for people on what it means to be happy or successful when you, all you're being is if, depending on what sort of subculture or media culture you're sort of in, you're uh, interacting with that you'd be like, I don't know, like everyone has to be hot, I guess. And that's like the only currency that we have is it's it's just like how much how many likes can you get? Or do you look good enough to get followers in this narrow context more than just a a larger thing of like embracing that we're all human beings and we're all going to be different and there's no one right or wrong way. It's that we just have to embrace the diversity of, you know, human life rather than just treating it like this, like, well, there are the three body types. Uh, right. super right. rip, hot as fuck, <laughs> or nasty as shit, and it's like, right? What? Wait, is nasty as shit still good or bad? <laughs> See, that depends. I think that's, that's where the other from bucket. That, <laughs> okay, the other bucket, okay. yeah. So then, if you're not the other two, then you're in low self esteem town. When it should just be like, I don't know, everyone's worthy, and we have to stop like worshiping these like you know these types, these figures. It's so strange because to me, social media has also opened that up as well. Right. Where Mm -hmm. people 
of all stripes get to go like, this is me. This is, uh, you know, this is me loving my, like you might've never seen me and I have a phone now too. Look at me, you know? Right. And so it has set the stage for a little bit more variety in what we get to see because it's not based on, you know, what one Hollywood producer thinks is uh, something everyone should look at. Right. But then all these apps are setting us back. They are, you know, everybody makes fun of the apps that like turn your eyes blue and your hair blonde and all like, how is that not completely, utterly racist? Mm. <laughs> like it, it's, it's kind of making fun of it, but it's not it's like people are actually like doing that, looking at it going like, oh, you know, and you know, there are surgeries now, laser surgeries that can make your eyes blue and do all kinds of weird shit. Like are, are kids looking at it going like, maybe I'll get that. Right. I don't right. know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I do. I do think the the bigger problem is just social media and the like the sort of function of social media, the sort of structure of social media, because like there's still going to be impossibly hot people <laughs> like that who sure. are everybody's looking at on on social media. So that's like one one thought I had as I was like kind of getting my mind around the story is like is this just good for like the very hot people who like don't use oh. facetune and like like is this taking money away from somebody who is able to i don't know yeah I, use it, technology in a in a smart way yeah yeah yeah, it can't be good to like create a altered like reality that's putting pressure on people. At the same time, I feel like there's always going to be people who we look at on social media and are like, that person looks amazing. Why don't I look like that? And, you know, that there's going to be a supply of those people that social media will be able to force force down people's throats uh if, unless something changes about like about the culture right this is right, this yeah. is i feel so out of my depth here because we are so like from from birth almost fed all of these images and standards that we spend our entire lives trying to conform to and at, at where do you draw the line right like i have no idea what mm-hmm. my life would be like if i just was born outside of society right you know and like how i would feel about myself as a person i'd be like oh look i'm strong and my voice makes weird noises that's kind of neat like you know just like this curiosity (laughs) about yourself is completely lost when when we you know we want to be social and then obviously social media has distorted it in these ways that only benefit marketing people and people who own things that they want you to buy and you know it's it's right. all it's all capitalism and i don't know i mean it, it i think it just maybe that fear that people will just alter their bodies physically is real mm-hmm. and then those people benefit maybe there's a lot of dermatologists who are pissed off that yeah, now is, you can just tune your face right Right. maybe that's this why they big did dermatology this dermatology like, making this move yeah right yeah like big derm like you know, Big we Noxima. in Norway, yeah, we in Norway are very, you know, we we have a lot of saunas and we have a lot of mm-hmm. seaweed creams that we <laughs> that we want to peddle. And this might be good for us. Right. I don't know. Like, yeah. maybe that's what we're perpetuating right now. I don't yeah. know. It's very so impossible to say. Well, it's good well, to have uh, Norway as our guinea pig, you know? 
Right. Maybe. <laughs> See how it does. Maybe maybe if they're all happy in a year, we'll, we can try it. There's like this shift, though, mm. even when you see with Gen Z, though, too, like they don't really fuck with Instagram because they kind of mm. see it as, you know, this chuggy fucking thing where people go to sanitize their lives and pretend that shit's all good when it isn't. And so with TikTok, like a lot of interesting accounts are a lot of people just like showing you what they do. You know, like they're like, I, you know, like I work as, you know, as a like a sanitation worker and this is what it's like. And people are really interested in like the real, like the reality of people's like day to day lives or things like that. Granted, there there's always going to be people in that sort of beauty lane as well. But I think a lot of people just feel like it's just the stuff that's there is different. And it's not like, you know, Instagram, I think, was, you know, just for in this narrow context, the place where people could very much distort who they were and, you know, broadcast that outwardly for now. Yeah. I'm going to throw now. a wrench in right. your machine because as uh, Gen Z ages, they're going to want to find a way to feel young again. And that right. might be, you know, adding some TikTok features that make you look cuter because deep fake is just going to get better um, yeah, right. or yeah. something else that we can't predict because it hasn't happened yet. It, yeah, I think like just like with that sort of beauty culture or like racism each generation will maybe have it just a little bit less. But it's not to say that it'll be completely gone. Cause I think at the end of the yeah, day, yeah, sure. they're still we're still operating in these very distinct aggressive media environments, uh, which can only, you know, have some kind of effect on us, you know, on in the long term. I, I will just leave you with this warning, I guess, because I guess that's my job here. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> never never <laughs> assume never assume it's gonna get better in any way. Right. You always have to, you know, watch out for those pitfalls. Just because something seems like it's on the on the right track doesn't mean another Trump doesn't come along and set us back. Oh or, no, I'm I'm under yeah, no illusions or, that work is done in any way. But everything sure. is because all I see, especially you know, as a minority living in this country, is everything is gradual and incremental. Nothing is happening quickly. And and most right. people w would love to go into the magical thinking that the problems are done and solved. But, you know, I am heartened to see that values are shifting, certainly from when I was 19, where I was all in on you better look a certain way. You better have your body look in a certain way. And there was absolutely no question around oh, yeah. that and how toxic that is. But yeah, I know, but I totally understand your point. I mean, I, I you you kind of see it, though, right? Like the 20s feel like they're 100 years ahead of the 50s in America, right? Mm -hmm. The the 60s and 70s feel so progressive compared to the 80s. I'm just terrified that like, even when we win, yeah. it's going to backslide. So, yeah. you know, there was a point where women, women were feeling like, oh, maybe uh, I don't have to wear makeup. I don't have to shave. I don't have to, you know, please a man. And that was millennials. And then now that's wrong. That's not the thing anymore. <laughs> now it's face tuning. Right. And now it's, you know, bright red lipstick like I always wear because I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, yeah. it's so confusing. It's just it's whatever they tell us to do it. And even if you're resistant to it, eventually it trickles down and you find yourself buying snail cream. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's just uh, the Dark Ages came <laughs> after the, you know, ancient Greek and ancient Greeks and the, the ancient Roman like uh, classics. So it's 
possible <laughs> and happens all the time that things go in a very backwards fucked direction. You're uh, a very astute egg, a very astute, smart, sentient egg person. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man, that means a lot. Well, Anna, it's been <laughs> it's been a pleasure having <laughs> you. Where can people uh, find you and follow you? Please um, uh, follow at Left Handed Radio everywhere. We're a sketch comedy podcast. Usually not this serious. At the actual Anna on Twitter. Although I will warn you, I don't tweet a lot. But yeah. Nice. And is there a tweet or some other work of social media you've been enjoying? Um, I'll, I'll call out my old buddy, Dan Chamberlain, who used to be part of left-handed radio. He's at AM FM PM. Uh, and he had a tweet <laughs> recently that was really, it really struck me funny. The world's your oyster. Expensive. Smells bad. <laughs> That's great. Miles, where can people find you? What's a tweet you've been enjoying? Twitter, Instagram, Miles of Gray. Also, the other show, 420 Day Fiance, where our our podcasting performances are enhanced by the demon marijuana strains of weed. Um, mm. So check that out. Tweet I like is from Andrew Nadeau. The Andrew Nadeau tweeted, Imagine you were a vampire nowhere near the Middle East and don't know who Jesus is, but the day after he dies, you got to figure out why lowercase t's start hurting. Um, and just, <laughs> <laughs> like how unfair that is like what's going on how what the fuck uh, tweet <laughs> I've been enjoying I loved that Dick Vitale so the Onion posted a headline that was NCAA announces plans to let players make money off Dick Vitale's likeness and Dick Vitale <laughs> the <laughs> just incredibly annoying NCAA like basketball play by play or I guess color guy retweeted that article and said this is cool brought joy to my heart as it is about time the players can make some money so he thought that was real uh he's living in a reality where they i don't know i don't know what reality he's living in and yeah. brody gupta tweeted pop goes the weasel what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on twitter at jack underscore o'brien you can find us on twitter at daily zeitgeist we're at the daily zeitgeist on instagram we have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as a song that we think you might enjoy. Miles, what song are we sending them to today? This is a track from DJ St. Thomas. We wrote out on another DJ St. Thomas track maybe a month or two ago because this, this album has such good summer vibes to it. And it's just music you play. And for someone who's been cooped up in a house for a long time, sometimes you hear music and you're like, I think I'm at a party right now based on this song I'm listening to. <laughs> and this is the power of this track by DJ St. Thomas. It's called 323, like the area code. Shout out LA. But yeah, DJ St. Thomas, 323. Have a party in your ears with this one. Mm. All right. Well, The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for us this morning. But we are back this afternoon to tell you what's trending. And hey, we'll talk to you then. Bye. 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 Bye.